You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. I'm here with my co-host, Paul. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the 1996 point-and-click adventure game called Toonstruck that maybe a few of you have heard of and might even be surprised that we're talking about because it's not a Sierra game. I don't know. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so join us as we take a journey through Toonstruck. We're going to talk about the game's unique style, some of its puzzles, and the characters that make it so memorable and why they're so memorable to us in particular. So let's dive on into the wacky and zany world of Toonstruck. And... uh, Yes, yeah. I, I, and I am edging to talk about this. I'm just so excited. <laughs> We've been we haven't allowed each other to talk about it at all, so we don't even know if either of us likes the damn game. No clue. It's going to be lots of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I do. Sorry, <laughs> got so excited I dropped you there. Okay. Oh, it's good to be back. I, I so I played this game yesterday and this, this morning. I finished it just hours ago. Whereas you played it as a kid and also uh, just a couple more even hours ago. <laughs> yeah. And we've got, we've got stuff to say about it. I, I, don't, I don't know where to start. No. <laughs> well, I think we should start with the fact that I am shocked more people don't know about this game. And this is a game being in 1996, in my opinion. And by the way, this episode might get spoiler heavy. So, but anyways, in my opinion, uh, I think that the people who made this game Uh, thought it was going to be the next big step in entertainment. So it's got like a massive voice cast. The whole game is kind of like playing a a cartoon, right? You've got your Christopher Lloyd, in case you don't already know, obviously Back to the Future and stuff. Tim Curry, who's like the bad guy, which is super sensible, right? Because he always plays a good bad bad guy and you've got uh, Dan Castaneda who's Homer Simpson like what he's in here oh yeah he's totally in there Dom DeLuise is totally in there and and Jim Cummings who was like uh, Winnie the Pooh is in there and and he played a couple of characters too B.B. Wolf and Snout the Pig and all that the robot henchman (laughs) so uh, all over almost every voice uh, that you hear in this game uh, Trey McNeil she's Babs Bunny uh, anyways, almost every voice you hear in this game is somebody you know. So even if you're just like clicking through to follow a walkthrough, you're just like, oh my God, it's the missing episode of like Tiny Toons or something that I never played that is like four hours long. Yeah, it, yeah. It's really weird in the sense that every time you hear a voice, you're like, oh, that sounds just like whatever. And it is. It's like, like you said with Winnie the Pooh. It's like, we, you told me that just before we started recording. Like that, wait, that was really, that was Winnie the Pooh, right? Because there, there is like one or two mild impersonations. There's like, mm-hmm. a, there's a kind of Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the um, malevolent robot that yeah. wants to take over the world. He does, which, oh my God, how brilliant is it to, uh, to equate Christopher Walken into a robot voice? Because <laughs> like the rhythm of his voice, you know, of his timing is already like just really wants to be robotic. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was, just, I just thought that was so brilliant of them. Like, I, I know that was like a, um, like a made decision. <laughs> it was just so well done. But, but anyway, and then there's like one other time there's like that Jack Nicholson kind of vibe. And, and so like, those are the only two times it's not the, the actor that you think it is. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it's just like, yeah, just these huge roles. And it's therefore definitely like 
the best voice acting I've ever heard. Obviously, in a game, that's a note I have. I just, I mean, I was going to say it anyway. But it's, yeah, it's <laughs> insane. How could it not be? Yeah. They put a lot of time, effort, thought, $8 million budget. And then they're just like, wow, I bet enough people are playing adventure games that it can facilitate this doing it more than once because they actually filmed almost twice as much footage as what's actually in the game and if you if you go on to steam if you're deciding to play it and you hit play on the the little demo video it's about a minute and 30 but anyways there's videos of vincent van gogh and he's painting like all these ears in it and and none of that's made it into this game and a bunch of other scenes never made it into this game so they took all of that information put it in a pile and they're like well we're going to make this into the second game but instead it all got packed up so heartbreaking yeah yeah it really is because they already filmed it right so even though it hasn't all necessarily been cohesively put together the generality of the puzzles and what was going to happen in the framework the structure was already there the hard parts right right i mean now there's like there's so many like um there's so many people of of um there's so many people that already have lawyers in on this project that mm-hmm. you'd never be able to get all these weight, like everything to work out rights wise, right. To do, to do anything with it. But, um, yeah. Cause who that else? might even be for the, go ahead. Um, I, what were you going to say? Who else was? Cause I, I had who else? Virgin interactive. What else, what <laughs> other games have we played? Was that Beavis and Butthead? What are some other games that Virgin interactive even did? Cause it's not like, that's not really, uh, I think, a game title that we've talked about no and i'm definitely not googling it right now if my keyboard stop rattling (laughs) it can sell out (laughs) there must oh spot Um, the seven up game okay i totally played uh, that game i did okay that's you my page is also loading slowly uh the seventh guest bloody oh i totally played golden axe the seventh guest wait didn't they do blade runner yeah they did because i'm reading earthworm jam Jesus. No, they did a lot of different. Okay, fair enough. It's yeah, just not yeah, really yeah. games like, we've. Cryrandia? Cryrandia. Some of the Broken <laughs> Sword games, Command and Conquer. Game gives me a stroke when I try to say it. All right, well, let's stop yelling names at them. I think I think we're freaking some of them out. <laughs> Come back. No, I swear it'll get better. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. We got, a, we got lost in what the point was there, but we're good. We're back. I'm looking at a guy who has the clown tattooed on his arm. That's let's just say, or take a step back. If you haven't played Toonstruck, the, the story of the game is, you know, I mean, immediately picture like a Roger Rabbit thing, right? Mm-hmm. Human male protagonist around the same age is in a cartoon world. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we've never, again, we're not the type of show that really tells you what happens in the, in the thing. And no. should we be like, is this is all the story's kind of ridiculous. Story is, uh, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's, it's evolving Paul. And that's what made me kind of laugh and kind of feel delighted <laughs> as I was playing it because it didn't remain static. The The scenery was evolving. The storyline was evolving. The cutscenes made it evolve. And yet they didn't puzzle me the same way a typical LucasArts game did. I felt that the, the you know, it had some really unique qualities, this game actually, compared to the, our standard fare. Yeah, this game had some amazing puzzles. Like, it, it like, I was waiting for them to to slip and be adventure gamey, mm-hmm. and they and they did, mm-hmm. they did. But it's okay, it's okay. I think I, I almost I almost boiled it down to I'm starting to think that like around this time, maybe adventure game devs were looking at the end of the game as like they needed to do they needed to 
make it feel like like a boss level mm-hmm. was building or like it has to get harder for some reason. It's <laughs> like, dude, this is really grindy. Please it stop. It did get harder. <laughs> Actually, the progression of this game, it got significantly harder as time went on, like messing with temperature controls and stuff. It was just like, yeah, it it's did. a little yeah. complex. And then timing an puzzles answer. and stuff. And, and it's, it's, I know we, we, I just led you into a hard right kind of negatively. Everybody stick with us, please. <laughs> I was taking notes on the puzzles because they were so good. And I was just like, you know, this is, this is the kind of puzzle. It was, it was okay. It was inspiring. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of puzzles that I would want to do in, in Phantom Fellows, mm-hmm. you know, going forward. And obviously not clones of the puzzles, but this, this like the spirit of the thinking, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. And, and, and a good example, since I wrote them down, actually like too many notes, where's the bloody, um, okay. So. The at one point you use a um, a gauntlet on a pool cue mm-hmm. to press a button um, that's really far away in a jail cell, yeah. and like I don't know, it, it, I don't know if that sounds too easy saying it out loud. I promise it's not as maybe obvious oh. as it seems in the moment, but it, it's just it's that right amount of like, yay, I did it. Like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't too easy, it wasn't too hard, right? That that little pocket, and yeah, I don't know. Did any pop out to you? The well, the squirrel was the trickiest. That's what I was said. I said to Paul, "Hey, it's okay. I'm busy right now. I just finished combining six different inventory items to complete a puzzle." What I was referring right. to was catching that squirrel, which is like a little bit of inventory mashing. At this point, it's just like, well, what goes with what? Because I know I got to catch this bloody thing. Because I know I need the nuts. Obviously, is part of a puzzle so and it was cool it was inventive it made sense that the puzzle it was definitely a later game puzzle it had been sitting there staring at you since the beginning of the game but it wasn't till things started going all twix see you could you know get to the point where you could progress in it so it was like a long-term thinking puzzle but it gave you the enjoyment of the little animation if you send uh, flux up too early before you can solve the puzzle he gets like beat up by the squirrel so it's it's kind of like well wow. you can't do it right now you can't do it till way late in the game but even though you got to look at it you can kind of think about it and we'll give you something fun right. in the meantime right that's awesome that's funny because yeah as you're just you're describing i think more or less as i wrote it down mm-hmm. i put squirrel puzzle was dodgy af <laughs> yes because it's 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 real dodgy but it, i but ultimately i i i, I liked it because and you actually hit the nail on the head. They give you a, a long time with it because you, you, well, actually, that's not necessarily true. Huh? Depending, I, in my case, I had a long time to sit with it because I got the book that showed me the, the female squirrel thing quite, quite a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, you know, that had kind mm-hmm. of been running through my head. I didn't trade mine till later. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you still you still thought of it positively because that was a plus for me because I was able to sit on it for a while. But I, I put dodgy because it's like it's right on the line. But I think ultimately it's good because it's <laughs> it's it's yeah. I I don't know. I you might it might be argued that it's either one step below or above the line. Let's say mm-hmm. as far as like adventure game like Moon Logic or whatever. But I felt like it it it, it did work and it was like we do know that we need to get the squirrel away and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There it, was it, that, that one moon yeah, logic. Funny. There was the moon logic was the, again, spoiler, to, to grab the stars over the guy's head after he gets his brains all boxed out to use it for one of the puzzles. That was a little like, it reminded me of Les Manley grabbing the dream out of somebody's thought bubble kind of deal. I got some other... Um dodgy puzzles look we just done an edit back there i don't know if you guys could tell but i'm not fucking stopping again <laughs> it keeps sounding like a really hard cut so that's that but everything's fine you know raisins were consumed and <laughs> mistakes were corrected so um i guess since we're talking about like the difficult puzzles because most of my notes are actually largely just positive and fun stuff but i will bitch about some of the puzzles real quick because mm-hmm. 
it, it did strike an over. I think they were trying to make it more difficult, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like it gets harder and harder and harder, and then you get in the castle, and it's like, I, I they they overstayed. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> like, inventory items to manage at this point. And I, I feel, I always like, I get a little overwhelmed at this stage in a game often when this happens. It happens a lot in adventure games. Yeah, it does. And I get overwhelmed I, easily in adventure games. It would appear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost took, took time to note to myself how serendipitous the timing potentially was as I'm just about to embark on doing the, the finale for Phantom Fellows. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, remember this, man. Adventure games tend to lose their fucking minds at the end mm-hmm. or get really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, they either do something that just loses the story. Like, like long-time listeners in the show know we have a, a, a complicated past with, with Kathy Rain, but we ultimately, <laughs> like, like it and respect the crap out of it. And it's, it, honestly, it's kind of like the ideal I'm chasing. Like, if I could get near how well that did, then that, that's my measurement, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But... For example, say it kind of lost its mind at the end. Like adventure games tend to just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of do this, and and it's, it's just like get out, get out. Because I closed the game out last night when I had just got to the castle, mm-hmm. and all they had to do was give me like one or two more puzzles and like a nice cutscene, and like I would have been happy, man. Like yeah. I felt like the castle was like largely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know if it was something in my head, but like the sunglasses thing, for example. Oh my that, god, that is the most memorable why? puzzle in the game, apparently. Because, oh my why god, are you doing this because you're just like, there's like five inventory items I haven't used yet. How can we use them right now in this room? <laughs> <laughs> and then you you do fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, if, for me i'm just like this is i they should have done that shit like mm-hmm. in the beginning of the game i'm like i'm running at it like emotional energy for your bullshit right now <laughs> with these sunglasses i don't even know why i want them and <laughs> i think that, that that got in my head too and it was bothering me because i'm like well, why do we want the sunglasses like please at least tell me oh my god and there's going all around the room and it was just yeah my notes are just like sunglasses puzzle bad gauntlet and cute good <laughs> 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 so i, I might have been a little emotionally fatigued having kind of grinding it out but yeah mm-hmm. I, I did it does feel good having bitched about that but uh, and the other thing i wrote because again i don't think i have much else negative beyond this is that the just the writing in general i feel like it kind of falls off in mm-hmm. the, the last the last not even last act like the last quarter like okay i wrote they kept doing this bit towards the end of the game and it was like this kind of bit where where Christopher Lloyd would do something and he'd be like, the old ridiculous thing that shouldn't work works every time, eh? <laughs> like, it was like that kind of joke where, mm-hmm. like, it, like, you know, it works every time, but it's like a thing that shouldn't work every time, right? Yeah. And, dude, they did that joke, like, four or five times at the end of the game. Like, for, for individual, like, puzzles. Like, it wasn't the same line, in other words. Like, they... Um, it wasn't the same audio clip. Like they wrote that line for like they just kept writing it. I'm like, please stop doing this bit, guys. Like I feel like everyone's fatigued. Let's get out. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Well, we I mentioned it briefly too, being that I felt the ending was rushed. They had a few inconsistencies mm. with the interactions of the game, like whether or not you were able to skip dialogue or at a few points even yeah. access the menu. I wouldn't be able to until the next scene, and it it just felt kind of rushed. And then randomly you could skip some stuff. And and then I was like, well, why do I feel like I should be skipping stuff? But maybe I was feeling a little long in the tooth by now being that, you know, it, it's very easily a five-hour game. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think Because I, I checked out the, the the how long to beat on it like a while ago, and I think it was like seven. And I, I would mm-hmm. say, I would say, yeah, five was a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So probably for me, 12 without one. Yeah. Like for a really long time without one, for sure. Because it's... <laughs> 
I mean, again, maybe not Tilted Castle because it's. I don't know, I guess we could shift to positive stuff because there's some awesome puzzles and and like the whole part of the game getting getting to there is is really fun and really um, rewarding and the whole. So I, this is something a listener who hasn't played the game would need to know is that the the overarching goal for you in the beginning of the game or the first three quarters, mm-hmm. at least half, is to collect the the missing pieces for this um, cue to fire machine. <laughs> Uh, that makes things just adorable and and to, to counter, you know, a, a malevolent lake or something that makes things terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> please don't yell at me. I forgot it, even though I played it today. The malevolent no, doesn't matter. It's okay. So, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> thank you. I'm off the hook. You guys heard it. Um, so you got to collect these things. And actually, the picture's right here. And it's really clever in the sense that so you know that you have to find the opposite of what the malevolator has mm-hmm. now that I have a picture. And a malevolator has spice, um, has danger for their objects, right? Spice, danger, stripes, heart, whistle. I'll stop there because the point is, is that for a whistle, you would need a bell. Mm-hmm. Um, for a stripe, you might need a star, etc. But the, in the way that they do it and they teach you it kind of quickly is that you, you're not going to look for the conventional star or the conventional bell. Mm-hmm. And it's just really fun and super adventure gamey. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's in the spirit of adventure games is to need a, an arrow for a bow and arrow and it turns out to be a directional signs arrow it's like mm-hmm. it, that's adorable I, I really found that charming the whole way through <laughs> it was cute and it was also it wasn't the only time you would use the item like you might have used the item you're going to put into the malevolator for a different puzzle first and then you're like okay now that i've used it all the times i can use it on all the different puzzles we're going to put it in the machine now so it was kind of neat yes it was and the machine would tell you you know, how many were collected and then how many were correct. Exactly. So it was like, it gave you the chance to fail and to take things back. That was also noted on mine. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, I like that you can undo things. Even in speaking of the sunglasses puzzle, like a, a counter positive was like, I moved the chair just back to the desk by accident. We mm-hmm. can push a chair around. Mm-hmm. And like, he let me do it, even though I, I, in hindsight, I didn't need, I didn't need the ability to move it back. Mm-hmm. I don't think there would have been a way to, you know, block myself, but it doesn't matter. It, it was, it was really nice in that sense. Yeah. Really like, kind of free flowing and, and yeah, it was really fun. All the characters were awesome. The, the, the overarching story is kind of silly cause it's cartoony mm-hmm. and that's so that it gets past like, it, you know, but it was pretty complex too. I mean, it wasn't like thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it was a little dated things like that always were, but the characters were always, they were just, they were all out. Uh, funny like the clown what the hell was up with that like you don't even know like well, why is this character like this why does he even exist why is he like he is why does he talk like that and what was the point of this scene altogether other than somebody clearly wanted this clown in the game yeah no it, it will okay man there's a lot about this clown For, I'll, I'll just start with more hidden gems not hidden gem at all but but the, le- the lesser obvious is i i just adore the fact that they give you an option to have Christopher Lloyd just shout insane things at this clown. And I did it over and over and over and over because I want to see what all of the crazy things he's going to say is. That was beautiful. (laughs) That was so, again, the the spirit of adventure games. That is, Mm -hmm. that is adventure games at their best, man, just for no reason. And and everyone involved knows it's Christopher Lloyd and he's, you know, (laughs) that's him shouting hilarious or sorry, insane things is, is, you know, Mm -hmm. he's stock, whatever. So, there is footage on YouTube of him doing some of the lines from the game in the studio from later on in the, I won't say what happens, but at the end. And uh, and it was pretty neat because he had like his full beard on while he was doing it and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the line we won't say the very end. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, we, so, we, yeah. I don't know. Is there, we've never had a line before, but it's just, my God, the, the twists in this game that I do want to talk about at some point were just so much fun. And I didn't yeah, see they, them coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So we, yeah, we never really, we always just do full spoilers, mm-hmm. right? Cause it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't, there's nothing wildly unpredictable anyway. No. And if you don't want spoilers, you know, go watch pushing up roses video or one of the other ones too, and then go give it a play. Cause they're not as heavy on the spoilers, but yeah. Yeah. Like we were under the assumption that you guys only kind of sort of care and you'll forget. And by the time you play it, if you ever do, you'll have forgotten this conversation mm-hmm. and everybody's fine. Yeah. I feel yeah. we're pretty Everybody forgetful. Cares. It'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. You. Um, oh, yeah, the clown. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll say on the clown, okay, the sales of this game, I, I got into a conversation with a robot about this, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. What baffles me, because this game, as I think you had said on air earlier, that, that it cost $8 million to, to make, mm-hmm. and it wasn't supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't say it earlier, she taught me that, everyone. Um, <laughs> robot confirmed it. And he's, he's, a, he's a pretty smart robot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the game cost $8 million, and from what I gather, it sold about 200,000 copies worldwide mm-hmm. at, at between $50 and $60 US. Um, and I, I'd done the math, I think, earlier, which came up to, like, $11 million or whatever, but that's not sales, right? That's oh, I mean, you know, that's not profit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That is sales. It's not profit. So, the profit, it, it, you know, is most likely a loss or, or not. You know, I, I really I have no fucking idea, but I know that if it costs eight million and they only made eleven, it's not a great day. Yeah, because um, it's not again, it's not making eleven. It's it's yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter. It it's definitely didn't sell as well as the developers had hoped it was going to sell, even if it uh, yeah. it got a respectable amount. But a respectable amount is not what you call in that voice acting crew for. Right. I wish that was all I said was the mm-hmm. part you done there. So, <laughs> um, thank you. And, and so anyway, I'm looking at the the. Google's image results for this game, and, and I, I see the box actually that I have mm-hmm. somewhere of the the clown version, the European release, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, that's not did, who dropped this ball, man. Why the fuck would you do that? Like, yeah. not only is the star like who I'm sure was a lot of the eight million or whatever. I mean, not you know a lot of the budget. Like, why are you not using, um, Christopher Lloyd? And then, like the thing that you're using in place of him is just. What are you doing? It doesn't yeah. well, I, I, even this even the other traditional like I'm looking at my regular North American version, and you've got Christopher Lloyd sitting in an electric chair being electrocuted by like the crazy clown in the room, and so I mean it, it's it's kind of scary. Perfect. It's ex- and it's scary it's and perfect. it's beautiful and it encompasses the idea of the game and and I think it's a really pretty cover. So I think I prefer this one. Oh god, yeah. Not only do I prefer that one, yeah. but I would blame the other one for its fucking failure. Yeah. This is horrendous. It's like it's okay. It, what baffles me too is that it's not even the clown as he's in the game. It's a weird, like three D rendered version of him. If anybody out there has seen that, the Rick and Morty, it's just Morty, and like you can grab with your mouse, you can like pull his face and stretch it and let it go. What's on the if, back? If you know. If you know what I'm talking about, the art looks like that where he's poking this thing in the eye. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is like you take this clown who's barely in the game and you like for real, he's barely in the game. Yeah, one scene. And you put him on the cover in this weird like rubbery 3D balloon looking texture that's not used in the game at all ever once. Then go ahead and oversaturate and bleach that out to like horrendous degree. 
and that's the cover. And it's like, I don't know who would buy that. I, and, and you had Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. and Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Dropped the ball, man. Didn't work. There's no Winnie the Pooh. What is on the back? Yeah, no, is the, there pictures I, on the I, back? I, on yours? I don't know. I didn't actually get up to get mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's pictures. I don't know why. It just like, it's nice it almost like made me picture the conversation of like, why would you mess with that though? Mm-hmm. Like the other one's so good and it's got this big Hollywood star that you paid a bunch of money for. And they're like, no, no. We're going with this weird fucking balloon clown. <laughs> it doesn't look like the game at all. <laughs> it's just so weird. Okay, sorry. That's I might have okay. got a little sidetracked into that, but I feel better. Well, I feel better. I just, you make me feel better about not owning the version of the box that you have. Yeah, no. It's like mine, I think, yeah. It smells fun. You're not very nice in this game. I mean, to the characters. You are mean and harmful to characters that have done you no wrong at any time for any reason. The guy that owns the gym is an example of this situation. Like, there is... Other than to, like, continue your, your <laughs> own, like your own quests you're just you're brutal to like absolutely every other character that some of which don't even survive their interactions with you or lose everything (laughs) their business it's all very like you are just a wave of destruction all over this place Mm -hmm. oh man yeah (laughs) that's so good that's so good because i have that i have that down too there there was a point in the game where I think he steals the stuffed cat or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, we're just a thief in, in yeah. this one. Like that's, which is fair enough. I mean, a lot of games just do that. We're just like, you know, the protagonist is just a straight up thief and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I'm doing that, but like the poor <laughs> footman. Oh my God. Like that was not nice yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. That was way over the line. He was just doing his job. He was nice about it. Poor guy. I know he even all put up with you yeah. and everything. Like you're just like, dude, that is not nice. <laughs> After you make the click, you're like, I didn't, I didn't click for that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't click up for that, man. No way. Something. Yeah, he's he's a little he's a little harsh. And then I also had a noted too, where at the end of the game, I didn't really realize that they were, um, they were all separate worlds. I I don't know, like mm-hmm. I did, but I didn't, because because yeah, saying it out loud, it's like yeah, I, I sort of did, but it wasn't till till um near the end, um, and I'll, I'll pass this off to you twist wise Mm -hmm. before the first twist that i won't mention um it was only then that i realized oh wait he wasn't working for the better good he was just working for this town because in my head as we're just stealing everything i'm like surely which is funny because i guess i was justifying it in my Mm -hmm. head in some sort of moral stance (laughs) i'm like the reason as a protagonist we're stealing every all this shit without any regard at all is because you know we kind of have a sheriff's badge we're doing this from the king to for to make everything better. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, I learned that like it's it's not for like the king. It's just for like this little part of the world king. Mm-hmm. So we go everywhere and steal shit. So that's not that's not how that works. Like it's yeah. Anyway, I know you go to the worlds that's not even involved that doesn't even have a problem with anything. Right. Thank you. And yeah, you're yeah. just like, oh man, I'm gonna bust your stuff up. Like you know, all the work to get into exactly. the bowling alley just to essentially make the owner have a mental breakdown and be like, I've lost <laughs> everything, but go enjoy your trophy, guys. Thanks. Yeah, that one was pretty sociopathic, wasn't it? it was, that was that's that was pretty far. They broke that man. <laughs> and I looked him in the eyes while well, they done it. Yeah, but yeah, you wanted to mention the twist. So, 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 if anybody wants to skip ahead, yeah, you know, here's here's a twist. You you won't have saw it coming. No, it really did surprise me. Yeah, me too. Warning over. So yeah, it turns out that the cute little bunny 
that was there that was played by Babs, who sounded like Babs Bunny, of course, was actually disguised as the king and the real king was actually kidnapped and, and locked away. And now you, instead of being like the game over, like you think, and you can go home, you have to like go and like cutify the world because everything that's not cute is evil, which I thought was an adorable twist. Totally didn't see it coming. Yeah, no, same here. It, it was, it was a yeah, perfect, perfect cartoony twist. And then I, my brain still wasn't really wrapped around it, but it was nice how it kind of like created more depths with like the, the villain situation as well mm-hmm. to where, to where Tim Curry wasn't the only, the only bad guy. And it's just, yeah, there's, that was surprising. Yeah. And it wasn't the end too. I kind of, I, like I thought it was <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> I, I thought so too. I was just like, I was thinking about you playing it and I'm like, he's going to be excited that there's more because of the twist, but then he's going to be like, oh, but there's more. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> Which again, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying oh, goes back to the fact that I didn't even think I, I mean, I never, fin- I thought I had finished the game, but I hadn't. Because there's a lot of game. Yeah, there, yeah, there is, but it, it and it is worth it too in the end, though. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, hindsight might have been a little hard on the castle because I have good notes from it too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I wonder because I wonder at what point you started clicking fast. Because and I didn't do that. I I stopped myself from doing it once or twice. I think exactly how you kind of worded mm-hmm. it. it was like one or two times. I'm like, hey, easy there. Yeah, you know, we're not. This isn't homework. Do you want to be doing this or do you just want to stop? You know, mm-hmm. like what are we doing? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to read it. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm just—I almost wonder if, if if it was around the scene. I almost—I think it was like the fly suit, maybe one of the fly suit times. Where I'm climbing just like, up again, and okay, yeah, yeah. yeah one of the programmers sneaks a debugging joke in, which is cute. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a few little jokes. The game like, is super charming. Like yeah. flux, flux, like flux capacitor, flux He's wildly. Awesome. I didn't make that connection. Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future, flux. Huh. Oh, me neither. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was kind of neat. And uh, yeah, it just even even his name drew blank. Well, he drew a blank. We didn't know what to draw. He fell asleep. It's adorable, that stuff. Drew blank. That, yeah, that was adorable. The whole, the, the whole thing. Oh, Ben Stein. We didn't mention how Ben Stein. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, he's, he didn't, man, he does not act well in this at all. You're not, <laughs> he's not. He didn't ever. He never did act well when Ben Stein's money. That's well, fair. hello. I have money and a show. Right. Can he's you answer ben my Stein, question? Yeah. yeah, that's what he does. That's him. You're right. I guess I just never noticed it maybe until because he's just real bad. I'm like, whew, man, this is hard. To, this is painful. Yeah. <laughs> what? But it's it is you're, it's still just Ben Stein and like we know it's a ridiculous cartoon video game so it's <laughs> I'd, I'd almost rather it be that way right they're probably like okay yeah. you can come but be you and then Ben Stein's like I don't know how to be anybody else <laughs> that's it <laughs> right like I don't think I like he must have been trying to sound that uncomfortable mm-hmm. that's how weird it was when he was saying the lines it's mm-hmm. like it's, you just yeah I think you're right you just totally converted me I think they just told him to be extra Ben Stein mm-hmm. for a joke exactly because the game is wickedly clever there, there's jokes in this game this is why this is why I said that that I the, the writing falls off in the, in the last half is because it, it, it definitely does fall off because mm-hmm. I literally have like just nothing but positive positive notes here because uh, I kind of want to close the show and just like sharing some of our favorite lines right mm-hmm. That's why I keep saying that but not I feel like people aren't believing me at this point They're like where's all those positive notes you keep talking about because <laughs> it's just funny things in the game I want to cover but like there are so many of them and then it, it really it I guess in the game's defense it kind of gets down to business in the castle right you could argue it that way mm-hmm. but I don't know it was wildly funny for a long time <laughs> Yeah, there was um, quite a few jokes where you just you get through it and it just is actually 
really for real funny. Like not just, oh, I'm kind of humoring this game because there is a lot of like slapstick humor in it, but like actually, oh, yeah, this is this is actually pretty funny. Like when you get to the point when uh, you find out what happens to poor Elmer, <laughs> the horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just things like that, too. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, they did, they, they did such an awesome job. Ow. Sorry. They did, I don't, I'm good. We're good. Yeah, they did a really good job with with um, the subtleties, I guess you could say. Like even like some background animation things that would happen, mm-hmm. um, or timing wise that would go off. There were some shocking moments too, like the um, the alligators are fighting for the turkey, and like one of them just disembowels the other one, like <laughs> straight up. It's, it's pretty brutal. Like he just straight up rips his guts out. Like it's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was it was awesome. I was just like, wow, that was I didn't know. I think somebody's like brain splats against the wall. So there's like a few really shocking moments. And well, it was the, go ahead. Were you telling me that it, that it was originally going to be for kids yeah. and then they, okay. Trouble okay. in tune land, dude. Interesting. Yeah. Some little boy that, yeah. and he got sucked into a cartoon world and, and he was going to defeat. I think there was this other character and he was supposed to be like ghastly Graham or something, but he was a ghost and he was draining the whole world of color. And then they just entirely rewrote it and put in more mature uh, content and, you know, adults did it up a lot, but no, I, it actually right. 150,000 copies is what this game sold. And that's, you know, in an entertainment industry, that's, that's not what they're looking for. You know that. Yeah, that's 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 really a shame because it's really good, and that's why I got so mad and yelled at everyone about the clown cover in Europe because mm-hmm. it's like they really blew something there. I'm like, I'm convinced because I mean that is how things worked mm-hmm. pre-internet, right? Is the physical packaging you see in the store. Period. Yeah, like they totally dropped the ball on that. It's it's just the weirdest decision making I've ever seen. Considering again, it's Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't a huge Hollywood star that might have cost one of the eight million, like you put him on the cover, man. That's that's. They shoehorn Sutherland onto the cover of KGB or whatever. Like you, you do what you got to do. It's, it's um yeah. And if you don't, it better be like really clever. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. getting that's the box okay. Again. Well, you, you know, know they did. That I hate this box loop. If you're back to Christopher Lloyd, they made some neat decisions. Like for example, you'll notice in the game he was always he was symmetrical, right? So you could he could be flipped left or right at any time. So you'll notice his hair wasn't like parted differently on one side, or you'll notice his jacket didn't have any buttons, so that he could be placed. And I think it's most obvious how they've set that up when you were in the jail and you're with Mister Snotty McSnot Guard there and you can see the whole time he's talking to the guard and he's kind of facing down and in a, in a little bit of a weird direction but that's just the idea of how they created the character so he was always flippable but he was always facing in that kind of way oh that is so cool mm-hmm. i had no idea i was I, there were certain times we we're playing you can't help but like imagine what it was like in the studio for for him <laughs> mm-hmm. like just some of the the posing and the acting and like he some, sometimes he just completely nails it and sometimes it's not but it's it's also kind of zany that it works either way. It's almost more fun the more stupid it looks. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The more like overtly over the top he goes with it. He's like he performs like really really well in this in the cutscenes though. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a, a clip of him. I mentioned you pre-show that I watched like a minute. I re- was going to rewatch the pushing of roses video on this game, which is great. And if if you guys want like a pr- more professional version of what a review sounds like, go check that out. But in the very beginning of that, she's like setting up all the voice actors that are in it and using a quick clip for each of them. And the clip she uses for, for walking, sorry, <laughs> for Lloyd is in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so good. It's just like, 
it captures him in a bottle. You know, and it's okay. it's just like it's like the life uh, uh, for Goldblum. Like she just like kind of it's or sorry, he just kind of nails the um, he nails his whole. He's he's really he's really peaking mm-hmm. in this performance. <laughs> you know, I think Tim. I'm assuming it must have been a lot of work to make this game. I think out of proportion, talking to some of the people that we have that have been in some of the other larger live action style games, say Phantasmagoria and the like, I think it was just the amount of work it was to make it was well out of proportion with what people were prepared to do, unless it was about to be something freaking amazing. Like I think when they were making this, there were some points where they're like, game is going to kill it out there. I really sincerely think they thought that. Yeah, I'd love to hear the like development story behind it because I, I I would totally believe that the ending of the game killed killed them as well because if any project that ends up costing eight million dollars eight million nineteen ninety five dollars <laughs> you know when they started making it let's say mm-hmm. um, maybe four who who cares um, but yeah it, it was it was not supposed to cost. I'm going to go ahead and assume it was not supposed to cost 8 million mid nineties dollars. So like those kind of projects do get out of hand too. And they they can totally just run away from you. Like it happens all the time, like in, in like, you know, movies and show businessy stuff. And I'd say that like with Phantasmagoria, like they saved it. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that was only supposed to cost as, as you just recently reminded me what, like four to 800,000 and ended up costing, I think 4 million. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and but that game, like it's, it's you know, that game stayed its course, and and I can see how Roberta's like stone cold professional in that sense. I could totally see that, like you know, keeping it right on track. But but this one, like, I I almost wonder, like, somebody was maybe really insisting on an ultimate vision with this ending, like making sure the whole thing got done. Mm-hmm. And it's like if they were to maybe listen to me bitch about the ending and be like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sunk the ship with that ending and he doesn't even like it. Like people didn't even like it because it's just like they're really committed to something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I don't I'm not sure I'm having fun anymore, guys. They're like, listen to the clown. You know, I'm like, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to collect more crystals. Like I just collected eleven things to make a thing work and now I gotta collect more things to fit in a thing. Like that was kind of a deal breaker too. But I think they forgot that people that are fans of movies and cartoons are not necessarily adventure game and that I mean, yes, most adventure gamers probably like cartoons, but that doesn't provide the numbers. And I think most people don't actually want to solve puzzles to get their entertainment unless it's something they already have a proclivity to do. So they're like, oh, we're going to capture the whole market. All these people that liked Roger Rabbit and all these other things Christopher Lloyd's done in Back to the Future, they're all going to want to play this game and they go to see the game and they're like, well, that's cool. If I can have a computer that runs it for one and then for two, oh my god, I don't know how to progress in this game because it's actually hard. I know how to watch cartoons and watch movies. So a lot of your audience just instantly dissolved right off the bat. Right, yeah, it's a good point. And, and they were um, like against the clock, I guess, time-wise, because adventure games were were, were, were not doing... I, I don't know, this was 96, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- this is just one of the games that people would say killed it, right? This is like, in, in a sense, right? Because well, one, because I saw that really quickly at a glance while Googling the game, just a headline I didn't click on. Mm-hmm. It was like, Death of Adventure Games Case 3, you know, Toonstruck. And I was like, well, it cost $8 million, fair enough. I mean, because really when a genre dies on like a business side, it's usually more shit like this. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, what, what kind of game cost $8 million and, and lost it? Oh, an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Which one just made, you know, just too many millions of dollars? Oh, the, the first person shooter. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What year is this? 1996. Fantastic. Yeah. Looks like, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it would be two, two, three years before it kind of flatlined out for a while. So, but yeah, yeah it's going to kind of, it's one of those ones that are unfortunately blazing the death trail instead of being the beginning of what was epically the next generation of entertainment experiences. It could have gone mm. either way, I guess, right. but maybe it couldn't have because, again, like how many adventure gamers did you know growing up, Paul? Because I mean, outside of your own family, at least for right. me, outside of my own family, and even now as a grown up, I'm I had to go in all the way to another country to find somebody that wants to do a podcast about it. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I told I told my brother um, Rusty about about the game about the game I'm making, mm-hmm. and, and I sent him a demo, and I was like, hey. The, the the ghost in in day one he's named after you because I love you mm-hmm. and I'm just kidding and not like that but um no I mean like that as a brother listen doesn't matter um <laughs> what I mean is sexually so the point is, is I was talking to him and he and he was like <laughs> trying to explain what an adventure game was because he he's 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 quite a bit older than me but he's like he he does like play games and likes you know electronic music and hippity hop and whatnot mm-hmm. so. I'm explaining adventure game and he's like, wait, like Monkey Island? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I hate those. <laughs> and I was like, ah, mm-hmm. ah. Okay. He said, you know, should I still send it? And he's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're not going to play it. <laughs> so I guess to, to, my, to your point, sorry, is, is uh, um, not even in my family. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. It's me and my dad in this family. Right. And that's sorry, yeah. everybody else who's had anything to do with an adventure game has seriously just been humoring me. So. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like this game yeah, so. was interesting enough that non-adventure game players in my household wandered over to look at what was going on on the screen. When you hear yeah. a lion like, whip my cream, you can't help yeah, but be yeah. like, what the yeah. hell is happening over here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's so many good lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she, uh, Stormy kept checking, checking in on it too. He really, he really liked when the, he really liked the scarecrow who... <laughs> You know where I'm going with this because mm-hmm. we had a good laugh about it. He says cross dressing so weird, mm-hmm. and they kept throwing me off. And I just, I really hope that any listeners, like if you if if you ever want to say something, say it now. Please tell me you guys like that stuck with you because it's so off-puttingly weird and hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's like, he says it like you know cross, and then like maybe the more like the salad one, where it's just like I can't cross dressing. I don't know how to do it. It's almost intentional, but it's not. And it's yeah, hilarious. it's just exactly the way he says it. It is good though. He's a good actor. Somebody else later, yeah, really, really good. And somebody else later in the game says it correctly. So, like the Mm -hmm. set knew they knew how to say it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, they were doing it. They were messing with the words like that on purpose. I thought. You said that you. You're like, oh, oh yeah, you you hadn't shown the yeah. Okay. Joke, yeah. Yeah, and I'm so glad (laughs) 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 that you said that. (laughs) because <laughs> you know she's my favorite character in the game i think she's miss miss mm-hmm. is so so damn funny and um i didn't write down anything else about her she's, she's just my favorite oh there's there's a bit in the game too in in her shop where where you have to hide in the closet with flux and it's mm-hmm. just the most wildly wildly inappropriate dark joke i've ever heard <laughs> just slips it right in where like they shut the curtains and I, I didn't write the actual line down because I, I guess I hate myself, but, <laughs> but he's just like flexing, like totally does this very childlike, you know, 
getting molested in a closet kind of line, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, even the the misfit line was good because Drew's just like good book, and she's like. Not even, I'm like a total agnostic, which is the good book line. He realizes like, that was so perfect. And then I like, I said before, I like the line when you ask what happened to Elmer. That made me laugh. Oh, so good. Uh, the- and then, and then my other one is the, the Scottish dude. Remember the organ line? The, oh, that's an interesting organ you have there. And he's like, oh, my kilt's riding up again, isn't it? <laughs> That's so beautiful. Oh, so good. Bartender was great because he's like he's half Irish and half Scottish, so he's like, "Oh, luck of the morning to you!" And then don't forget to wear your kilt. Like I can't do either accent, but the point is, he'd go back and forth between the two, and it was hilarious. Oh, so good, so good. There's a <laughs> that's right. When I first walked out of there, I used the the hole for the first time, the the, the fast travel hole, which is not mm-hmm. fast travel like at all. I don't. I don't the, I don't know what was going on with the hole, but it, it was. Mm-mm. I had to walk far to use it, so I was like, "What? Are, why? What are we doing with this hole?" By the way, also real quick about the hole, the 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 fast travel realm that you end up in, yeah, the, the portable pothole dimension is just so nineties. Yeah. It's just so nineties. Oh my it god, really it's awesome! Is. It's just so nineties, like Larry Five nineties oh. kind oh, of like. Yeah, it's just, amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Larry Five, like Space Quest Six. I took a screenshot. Yeah, because I, I wanted that screen. I screenshot. I was taking a lot of screenshots in this game. I was just like, Fair enough, yeah. like when when he was converting into a cartoon and it was all like, it was like, wow, yeah. that is the coolest looking oh, scene so cool. ever. Look at the hands and everything too. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so when you're jumping in the hole the first time, he's like, he explains he explains what they're about <laughs> to do in a way that would make you not want to do it. And Flux is yeah. just like, geez, or we could just have like a nice quiet game of Russian roulette. And it's just like <laughs> these little like side swipes out of nowhere where it's like kind of, I don't know, really, really kind of dark and took you, took me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Even what you did to the mouse, like the poor mouse, you capture yeah. it, you hit it over the head and then you put it in a hand on an elevator to scare an elephant for the rest of its days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor thing. I know. And then you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. I, th- I thought it was dead. Like you said way in the beginning, how many people, there's, there's a lot of bodies stack up in our wake here getting through this. Mm-hmm. So I thought we killed the mouse, but no, then we, then we take them and, you know, use them to terrify an elephant into, you know, <laughs> carrying us across the river, which is so creative. That was cool. Yeah. They're just the, the, another game that had quest for glory five had like an area you had to travel, but there was no mice and there was no elephants. So I appreciate those little details. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The elephant thing was so so cartoony, so good. They, God, mm-hmm. I I screwed myself again because I didn't write what the line was. But the customer, like when she gets the squirrel book too, she was God, she's so funny. I don't think I realized that, that I had already made a note on her. Sorry, it's like later down the list. Um, oh, I got another note too. The, the one like a really really good um puzzle in my opinion was the, how how you get past the um. The evil robot, the, the one that wants to take over the world. It's weird calling him evil, right? Because he's not very threatening mm-hmm. or anything. He just he just mm-hmm. kind of talks a lot of shit. <laughs> but but that was really clever. Like you 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 previously get a, a book on enigmas for trading with with the customers. We were just talking about sort of in like yeah, the, you, you ask him a question that he can't answer. That's that's, just, that's good. That's that's what I like. I think in adventure games because it's like it's not obvious, but it makes you feel really good. When you, when you Again, the out. poor guy, he owned a whole store. He created all these things. He did all this stuff. And then you just like kill him. And then he, you know, his head comes off and that's the end of him. And you're like, well, that's okay. As long as I can get the plunger off his desk, we're good. 
right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what so brutal. I, I, I think there was like the, the, you can maybe tell the different writers in this game maybe a little too much because like certain lines mm-hmm. are just deadly funny, but they're spread out through all the characters. So it's like there's mm-hmm. I don't really know, and that kind of works for it, right? Sometimes because it really takes me by surprise because you didn't know who was going to say like the real funny thing. So that's arguably a positive. But but on the other side, sometimes uh, did you notice that sometimes Drew was like. Like he gives you the vibe that he's mostly empathetic. Okay, here's the mm-hmm. example. So, so you're with the clown, and you're about to put the chloroform on his nose to knock the clown out. Mm-hmm. Um, for those listening, I haven't played or, or need a refresher visually. Clown takes his nose off to, to sneeze or something gross, and you can quickly chloroform the nose before he puts it back on. So the mm-hmm. first thing, this is like the two sides of Drew in the game. The first thing mm-hmm. he says is like, you know, ah, put the poor guy out of his misery or whatever. And like it works because it's like yeah the clown is not okay like he's <laughs> they really <laughs> broke this guy it's, not, it's, it's a tough watch actually after a while it really is mm-hmm. <laughs> so he true. says he says like the right human thing and then the next thing he says is really sadistic and like mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't remember but it was just like oh yeah he calls him pathetic he's like you pathetic something something like it it doesn't fit at all the other thing he said. And it's the, only, mm-hmm. it's the only time in the game where it happened back to back, but like it, it was super weird. Like I felt like there was like two, definitely two writers on him in a sense, because like he'd be really sadistic and mean, and then he'd be like more like human and like I don't know. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but well, the whole staying. I mean, he's given a few offers essentially in and out to get out of being where he is, being that it's just a stupid cartoon world. You know, you can leave if you want, and then he's like, "Oh man, I, I'm not going to leave." I'm, I want to help out. And he repeatedly stood by that. Like, okay, this is stupid. I don't even want to be here. But at the same time, I'm not going to leave you guys in the lurch. I'm in. I'm in now. So that's, that's right. really that kind of sweet, sweet side of him. Yeah, yeah. And I guess on, in the spirit of that, it kind of the ending in that sense was a little off-putting to me too in, in that at no point does he give the vibe that he's coming around on being a cartoon. Like, I get mm-hmm. it that he, he just we're all feeling it like, okay, life, uh, maybe he's remembering that real life is mundane and he, he doesn't get to do what he wants to, but like none of that's communicated at all. And like, yeah, that's what it is. It's nothing's communicated. Like I just, we kind of, I guess, assume it if you want to mm-hmm. give them that, but then otherwise he's just like becoming a cartoon. He's like, Oh, thank God. That thing I didn't want to be this whole fucking game. I'm becoming it. Phew. And I was like, why, mm-hmm. why, why are you into this now? Like, you had this shitty job like in the beginning of the game too, but you wanted to go back to it then and you almost died several times as a cartoon. So that was, that was a little weird. I kind of wish he just never went back, but yeah, I think, well, you know what happened? Part of it is they, they switched it from him involuntarily being transformed into a cartoon to now you have the magical ability to transform into a cartoon whenever you want, which is a little bit of a stretch, which felt to me like it was kind of added in like, okay, we've got all this extra footage. This game is already long enough. Oh my God, nobody else is going to play it if we put another freaking scene in it. So let's change up the ending. Let's give him the ability to go back, but let's make it so that he can switch it back and forth. Mm. Boom. We don't even need to make any more scenes. Right, 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 right. See, that all stuck out to you too, though. I'm just you saying that off the back because it was one of those uh, statements I almost regret making when I'm done talking finally. <laughs> when you were like, yeah, well, but the, actually, you know, I was like, ooh, thank God. <laughs> no, that's, that is the moment that you really, again, are saying to yourself, like, wow, they thought this was going to be a thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, right here, because they thought that they needed to have more of it. 
Yeah. Now I'm so glad you put it to me like that. Cause it, it makes me make entirely sense. And it really does justify it. Like it was so close. It was a sequel away from me and justify, but I didn't, I didn't realize they were just modern movieing it. You know, like every, mm-hmm. every movie now has to have one of those just in case it does freakishly well, you know, it's like a new thing where mm-hmm. it's like, but what if this is a universe? Like now yep. it's, it's a romantic comedy, but what if it's the Seth <laughs> Rogen romantic comedy universe, right? Different dimensions. Mm-hmm different exactly. jokes, you know i'm into the it whole chasing amy thing and yeah yes. not right, happening right. yeah that didn't happen yeah the kevin smith universe man <laughs> i like that universe <laughs> um all right so th- we we got a lot of our our funny funny uh, do i have any no that's inappropriate why did i even write that <laughs> um gaseous emission oh wait did i be taking this <laughs> I like the line where, where they do have the hole and then they're like, ready for some speedy and convenient and only relatively disturbing hole travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was really good. I like his, um, what's his name? Flex with um, the the whole like trying to get into CDs thing is, was so funny to me. Like they stopped, they called the, the big pink gorilla lady. Like, all right, listen, this throwback isn't getting us anywhere. Cause she keeps saying all this old school cartoon shit. <laughs> he called her a throwback and it made me laugh so hard. And then he, uh, Lloyd, or damn it. What's his game name? Drew pitches to, to flex that they should do like the C, like the mobster thing, which, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. And yeah. <laughs> I've got Pringles cans pretty close nearby. Just in case. But it's in like Flux totally acts like he's not into it. He's like, this is the biggest joke I've ever heard. Say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just plays ball. And I'm like, I love that so much. It was the hardest I laughed in the whole game. It was like it was that sidestep there. It was so good. No, it was good. And uh, there's still a fan base, of course, for Toonstruck 2. You can check out Toonstruck2.com. There's some missing footage and some other stuff that you didn't get to see from the first one. There's a gallery and there's a a little bit of a rundown on what Toonstruck 2 would have been and how it all went down. So there's an active fan community still out there on Facebook. People do like this game and a lot of us really, if nothing else, would love to see more of the uh, scenes that weren't included in the rest of it. Is that an ending? Could we be done? Uh, I could. I mean, actually end the ending. Do the ending right now. So we just... And that concludes today's episode of the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into Toonstruck. If you want to stay connected with us and stay updated on our future episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at CGG Podcast and fan- at Phantom Fellows. You can like us at Classic Gamers Guild. Join us on Instagram at CGG Podcast. Send us an email at mail at classicgamersguild.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash classicgamersguild to support the show. I know we've gotten some new Patreons lately, and I just want to say thank you for joining in. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for another exciting adventure in gaming. That was so good. Listen, I'm not done yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to jump right in. I'm good. <laughs> I'll just say, because the, the, at some point I, I messaged Anna and I, and I said, I just had this, where's this game been my whole life moment? And it was right <laughs> after I laughed really hard with the C joke. And I stand by that because it's, it's fun to bitch about things. And more so, it's not that fun to listen to people praise things for an hour. So 
So just, I don't want to mix up any of my critique for the fact that I, there's a part of me who's just like, dude, where has this game been my whole life? It's so funny. Mm-hmm. So like for yes. real, go by it. Cause it's, it's, it's one of the, one of the best games I've played in, in a long time. And man, FMV's mm-hmm. on a roll. I played Gabriel Knight 2, Phantas 2, and this all in a row. And they were all awesome. So check all that bloody stuff out. And, uh, you know, Anna, the ending you done wasn't in vain. Let's save that and use it forever. That's the best ending ever. We'll just keep using it. Hopefully we always have new Patreons though. Fuck, there's a hole in that. All right, don't, don't, don't. Wait, is there anything else? Don't go. Okay, don't do murder. Is it still doing it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it is? Mike Schmee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>